0: We're just talking about what everyone's dealing with, man, like um, with all the with the pandemic being issued, things being closed down. um, You know, how are you adjusting with work, with home, uh, with working with entrepreneurs? We're just trying to capture what everyone's doing right now within the community. Uh, We talked to about a few dozen startups uh, this week, and they're all dealing with uh, issues. Everything from, you know, not having their events happening, not having um, sales calls happening, not having uh, revenue, um, having to pay people while they're working at home and disruptions of supply chains. Like, it's a lot of things that people are dealing with, especially founders, especially startups. So that's what these live series is about. We're still just waiting for Ashley over here. Okay, startup TV. <laughs> Play poker. Ashley, man, what's up, buddy?
1: How you doing? How you doing? Everything is good. How about your end?
0: Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, we know we talked late last night. Um, you gave, you sent me a sent me a LinkedIn post at 1.30, Fellow entrepreneur, burning the midnight oil, trying to figure out what to do. Uh, with all this crisis going on and funny enough man we got on a call at what two o'clock in the morning yep Just, two uh, i think by the time i ended up ended that call it's like 3 a.m and we covered everything about all the changes happening that startups have to face you talked to a lot of vcs recently about how what happened to their portfolios uh, i mean a lot of disruption in the marketplace i mean that's what we're trying to do here with this live series is trying to document with companies um what they're struggling with what they're seeing any opportunities that they recommend people to be doing, um, and what we talked about last night is super interesting. So let's bubble our way into that. Um, so Ashman, what are you, what do you, uh, what are you reckoning? Like, is this the apocalypse? Is uh, the world as we know it changed completely, or is this a blip in the radar? It's me gone, Doctor No. No, no,
1: I, I definitely think it's not. It's not a levels of apocalypse or anything that that's negative in the sentiment, but it is a very, very. Um, economically changing environment that is that's coming up like a lot of things uh, from many different contexts I have from all over the world are reporting not only um, economic downturns that are coming up but it's also causing a lot of um, you know issues to our financial systems and this this you know it kind of gives us an idea of this modern world how sensitive and how um, fragile our ecosystem is especially since the introduction of credit and everything into our into our financial macroeconomic systems. Got some it. small little blip that causes huge huge chain reactions around the world only further create negative multiples on that uh, on that side Got so
0: it. sorry but yeah. I, I think I'm gonna turn back to this way because we can't see other people who are joining us okay uh, sometimes, yeah. sometimes people interact and call questions and it's coming up vertically it doesn't uh, switch horizontally But yeah let's uh, let's keep going with that so you're, you're you're seeing also the crisis mode that the entrepreneurs are in that companies are in that investors are in um, any cases that stand out? Like, what are people dealing with?
1: I mean, most people like funding is drying up. Like, it's uh, most of the connections that i was speaking to, a lot of the the corporate VC firms and the venture capital firms. Everyone's trying to be reserved right now. In the yep. time of crisis, uh, cash is king. So, everybody who would normally making you know large investments, it's hard to know what to do. But the thing is that it's also really a good time for entrepreneurs. Like, it's very very good um, as an efficient lean lean models to build good businesses. I'm sure many people out there are seeing on LinkedIn posts from very, very prominent people talking about how the, some of the greatest companies that have come out to date have been formed during periods of crisis where yeah. we where realize the economic systems and things in place are very, are not working and we need to create new ones, new global um, ways of doing things. And so I think, there is a huge shift and I think what, what this, you know, in the span of what 60 days, not even 65 days, we've got the latest uh, numbers I'm seeing are um, we passed close to 213, cases, uh, 8,900 8, deaths, um, more than 115 countries uh, affected in 60 days. Like that is just an insane number. So uh, it's, it's going to shift the entire landscape of, of how, economic systems are going to be um, done and we are just beginning some of the um, I don't want to sound alarmist or some kind of uh, a anyway, but it's, it's only starting. What we're doing in Italy and a um, very large part of the world are just starting to come to North America and it's very scary yeah, What well, we need to do, be diligent in trying to make sure that we've, we're equipping all the companies that are fighting it, all the resources out there that are trying to mitigate this and stay indoors. Stay indoors as much as we can. Yeah, try to stick on um social distancing but um yeah, i'm not sure it's unprecedented times man nobody in history has ever gone through something like this at, at in the modern era i mean like we've had like the spanish flu uh, flu and the black pit plague that has happened but nothing of this magnitude in our in our current society so we're learning we're going we're going to understand what 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 the uh, ramifications of this are over time but at the moment we haven't hit the peak yet so we're on the way on the uprise in, into the peak so yeah Unprecedented times.
0: Yeah, unprecedented times. Uh, and I'm interested to see, interested to see how this shifts the economy, right? Uh, a lot of entrepreneurs I'm talking to right now, they're seeing is like, you know, there's blood in the water. There's everything they've been preparing for it's kind of gone to shit. But everyone's has, it's like everyone's been reset to the ground zero, and it's like kind of restructure themselves. So it's like a billion people plus going through the same kind of mentality, same kind of thought patterns, and same kind of issues. Also opens up a market. So looking from uh, I looking at it from an entrepreneurial point of view crisis also leads to great opportunities it's right. a great disruptions in the markets and the way things are used to be doing and the thing is like there aren't cars burning the streets people are not dying lack of food it, like, especially in Canada and North America I'm not going to talk to the rest of the world uh, and the thing is entrepreneurs are already gearing up saying like how can we be part of this and instead of li- sitting down and um, you know taking it and, and like waiting for other people to do it they want to be also involved uh, in the second line of defense, right? The front line of the healthcare workers who are barely seeing the actual crisis victims and trying to take on the brunt of this. But the, I, think, I feel the second line is right now is entrepreneurs who are gearing up right now and figuring out how can we deploy technology? How can we deploy the internet? How can we deploy things like this, social media and interconnectivity to spread ideas, news, information better, um, get the resources to the front line as required? We're, providing, we're trying to create a separate kind of secondary infrastructure system. And I've been talking to a lot of people about that. How we're deploying, how can we deploy resources better? How can um, they deploy their technology, existing or non-existing, that of course could exist better um, towards fighting these kind of problems? So this is that we're we kind of jointly came together last night over that call uh, discussing this. So I mean, let's jump into that. What startup fuel and what your disruptions you face as a company? You're clearly working from home right now as well. I'm assuming. Of course, yeah, man. Everyone is, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. You just came back
0: from Chicago self quarantining, right?
1: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, self quarantining. I'm not actually supposed to leave today or tomorrow back to Chicago. Um and I just heard news from the, uh, from Justin Trudeau saying they're closing down the borders for non-essential um, travelers, and um, I'm not not sure what that means, what that term is. I called into the uh, um, both the you know the customs department to ask them, you know, what do, what does that mean? Like, are we? Am I okay to come back after I have like work and business in Chicago? And they're like, you know, we don't know. We actually don't know what to do, and uh, we recommend just staying put. And so I'm staying put here in Toronto for you know as long as I can. We um, do, man. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a scary world, and as you know, Illinois as well in Chicago has had the, one of the first places in the U.S. that was hit um, in terms of um, uh, the coronavirus, and now even people that are in in Chicago are the case amounts are going up rapidly. And so, yeah, like we're, we're as as though in Toronto, we're not facing that same level of um, spread just yet, and we're like our governments are taking great action. I fear a lot for the for the U.S. Um, ecosystem, um, mainly because they don't have the social health care systems we do. Thank and I think know. times like this is when everybody will, you know, look at um, macroeconomic systems in healthcare and policy around the world and see which one fared well and which one didn't. You know, and like now we're that the, the kits from testing to deployment. In the U.S., everything is income-based for being able to spend. So right now, the people that over there that can't get access to the free healthcare and things out there are cont- are basically spreading it more and having a worse job. So I don't know. Like I'm, I'm staying put here in Toronto where it's a little bit safer, a little bit more, um, you know, protected and little, the healthcare system is a little bit better. But um, it's to see what, what is to come.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's well put. Um, absolutely. I mean, I, I agree. One of the things about Canada's like hybrid social policies versus ca- open capitalism is that we have a, we at least have a na- nationwide healthcare system that can operate um, with joint government and private support. Um, so, really interesting seeing, how, especially how smaller companies are already volunteering their time and volunteering their efforts into uh, helping um, mitigate our healthcare uh, risk and issues. Uh one of the one of the like heartwarming stories you've seen is um uh, it's not here i think it's in Europe like one of the ICUs are running out of uh what's it valves and a and a company yeah. came with a 3D printer and started printing them out for free. Yeah. I mean yeah. that is innovation the innovation economy at its finest.
1: Right.
0: But i i feel like the biggest problem is to connect the people who can solve these problems what Abaxil just joined um connect the people who have these kind of problems the people who can provide them. Right? The infrastructure support. I feel like the, the energy, the will, and the capability is out there. The, the resources are out there. We just need to connect them with the frontline issues. Um, what do What are your thoughts on that? How do we do that better?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I, just a little bit about – this is kind of um, my, my... – goal or my um, vision for the many, many years now of being able to, not just specifically for coronavirus, but with Startup Fuel, to do this, connect innovators to resources to help them succeed. And in, and in good economic times where things are going well and there's no thing, it's more to do with human improvement and, you know, efficiency in everyday life. Now, when it comes, comes times like this, we need to make sure that the right companies out there, that the right innovators are being funded, the, they're being getting the exposure and the support. Once people around the world get to hear, okay, this is what's working over here, we should try to replicate this that's the only way innovation moves forward once you disseminate that information right so like this is one of the reasons why in the last um, you know 20 years 20-30 years why the world has advanced so much is because of the, the internet allowing us to spread um, you know the knowledge of what's working and also what's not around the world so people A know what to, to double down on and focus on but also what to avoid because somebody else made that mistake so saving time and you know effort and resources right so right now there are tons and tons of innovations and startups and entrepreneurs and researchers all over the world in different labs and societies. What we need to do is bring them all together. We need to, we need to ignite them, give them exposure, bring them into one community, whoever is relevant to focus on fighting this, and then now get them the support from government and from um, corporations and from individual you know, donors and sponsors to start acting fast. You know, and it's not, like you said, a valve for for ICU is a very healthcare specific, um, you know, innovation, but it doesn't stop right there. You know, it it kind of expands into manufacturing, it um, expands into um, crowd control. I just heard a really, uh, really, really cool article about this... um, a data company that's using uh, big data to combine all the uh, various cases and information on, on travel records and all that in Taiwan that made the tai- Taiwanese people um, a lot less susceptible uh, to cases. So it's, it being so close to China, having so many different um, uh, you know, foreign nationals coming from there, they actually only have about 80 to 85 cases. We compare it to everybody else around the world, and given their proximity and their location, we, we have to look at what they're doing right. And one of the things that they're doing right is their government open up the healthcare um, like e-health databases from uh, all those records and systems from travel and immigration to that. Uh, a big data company in, internally can go in and say, "Okay, who do we need to talk to? Who has come? How do we correlate the, the travel records to the to the immigration? And how do we get uh, reach out to them quickly to get to self quarantine them? They even started working with the airline companies in the airports to figure out who is infected. How do we isolate them really quickly? And this is all data. This is all a startup company place mm-hmm. who then got you know in, uh, integrated into the government. This is the kind of stuff that across the board, if we can mobilize, if we can you know." Uh, put the right funding and the right resources behind we can slow this thing down and right now like I said we're not even at the peak yet there's so much more to, to come that if we don't do our part to, to, to step in majority of the world is supposed to be is supposed to be looked to be infected I think the the latest numbers out of the CDC is about 50-60% to 60% of the world is going to be infected um, at this current rate by the in the next six to eight months and a lot more deaths and and you know and casualties and and negative conditions are coming so we all just can't sit around and do nothing
0: yeah absolutely and i like the fact that you touched on that like uh, five to six months um a lot of people are still trying to work on the assumption that there's going to be a few weeks thing even hearing from the government about their three weeks three week plan right or 14 days of relief effort for sorry 14 weeks of re- relief effort um, whereas health officials are saying that we 're seeing the beginning of this we haven 't really hit the brunt of it where what does the world look like with three months, five months, seven months into this uh, new unfound chapter where uh, we have to exist you know mostly on virtual mostly with disruptive supply, supply chains, and with people getting sicker around us um, for some reason like people are way more connected now than ever i, mean, I think that 's not, not some reason i think that 's the main reason why people aren't panicking as much as they are and why we're a lot more coordinated if you, if you see about like if you look around like there's no government enforcing issues as much as uh, as much as we we would normally hear about it people are almost taking it upon themselves proactively to feel like okay this is what we're doing for the community this is what we have to do shut down our gym shut down our stores not go outside work from home figure this out um and part of that uh, I mean axel and I touched upon it last week too is The boom for technology, right? A lot of people who are holding back on the old way of traditional way of doing things because it's comfortable are now forced to do that. I'm talking to so many people whose bosses were like super like, no, you have to be in the office. You have to be in the office. Work is here, right, when everyone's all together, even though they're not being completely productive. But now I'm suddenly forced, hey, how do we operate it working from home? How does that work like? People trying to figure out, everyone from government to like large corporations, even startups trying to figure out. You know, what are the best kind of tools to use to communicate? Even we are within our internal team. You know, how do we chat? How do we, we restructured our meeting calls now. It's like morning stand-ups. We've made the call yesterday. It's like every day at 10 o'clock, we're going to do a 10-minute, 15-minute call. Everyone's going to do a stand-up about what they were currently working on, keep everyone aligned. And every week we'll come back and re- reassign, you know, what are the weekly goal we're working towards? What are the monthly goals we're working towards? We've now realigned ourselves to be super agile. Because we're a tiny, we're, we're a small team. We can be, and that's a strength. Yep. And a lot of companies are now facing that. Some are even struggling for that. So in that kind of in the, that kind of context, technology is really the one winning here. And those who are going to figure out how to use technology to better themselves, like the world's being restructured. Like it's already happening. Yep. It's already yeah. happening. And it's such an interesting time to. Uh, I think we're going to look back at this in a year from now and be like, holy crap, this is going to be. A, Radical transformation shift on how people do get work done.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hon- honestly, like even this per se, we're like chatting over an Instagram live. If this ha- this uh, epidemic or this pandemic hasn't didn't hit, we'd be in person doing this this kind of uh, yes. interview or this question. But because of this. Like, you know, the, you're right. Like we have so much technology tools out there, but many organizations ha- don't know how to use this. You know, uh, a couple of my friends are working in, you know, major banks in Canada and major different, uh, you know, large corporations, and they're leaning on the startup world who have been doing this for the last, yep. few, last amount of years for remote work uh, to figure out how do we best do this. You know, yep. The entire concept of agile came out of the startup movement, you know, to be able to create efficiency. Now the rest of the world is leaning on that and saying, hey, you've been doing this for 10, 5, 10 years. How do we do this now, right? And what, what you're gonna see is, you know, startups came up with this idea that we could be nomads. We don't have to be in the same place. For the last 11 months, I've been I've been in back and forth from Chicago, and I've been communicating with my team all digitally. Putting in enterprise software to be able to keep track and do these agile meetings and all these different various types of, uh, um, you know, remote communication. Now, all these other groups out there who always thought, you know, face-to-face communication and, you know, being in the office is the best way to do it, we're gonna see that entire shift once people realize Hey, you know what? We moved to this remote work, and we didn't we didn't go under. You know, we figured out a way to make it work. Now, and more people, I think they're gonna you're gonna see a a shift in productivity too. And I think in some places, when done right, there's gonna be an increase in productivity. In other areas, there'll be decrease, right? But overall, what you'll see is that now people are starting to open the idea that hey, globally, this is possible. This is not like working from home, allowing less less in-person real estate, and yeah, more more like a digital remote work is possible, and we're forced into it now. And so, when we come out of this, you're right. In a year from now, majority of the companies, the big corporates, the startup companies, are going to say we were forced into it at a time that we we didn't have the choice to, but we made it work. Now let's continue that for efficiency purposes. Let's mm-hmm. do. That to save on costs or save on overhead. And I think, it, like I said, it's gonna be a, a real shift in, in movement of how business is done worldwide.
0: Yeah, um, and I mean, that's gonna be a secondary benefit, right? Like, I, I don't, like, looking at, like, people, that this is a very infectious disease. People are getting very infected. The survival rates are pretty good. And looking at that, I mean, I think it's fair assumption to look at everything we're doing as preemptive measures, really, to prevent spread of disease to so those who are most vulnerable. That's yeah. fair. And I think along that, I think it's it's perfectly reasonable to look at this, again, from the people who can support as an opportunity, uh, where they can be seen, uh, new ideas can be heard, and new ways of connecting, right? Yeah. About it, like The the mass amount of people who are all going through the same kind of political change, social economic change, and being dependent on each other. Like today, um, the Minister of Finance in Canada just announced that they're going to be issuing a package um, Pretty much, uh, any independent, any any anyone who works independently, freelancer, gig economy worker, um, uh, entrepreneur, anyone who's dependent on a small business for income, can get up to nine hundred dollars biweekly from the, from the government aid. Oh, uh, they're calling it um, uh, EI, but really, what it is is universal basic income.
1: Yep, yep, right? And
0: I can't, I cannot imagine this. We're cu- coupling that with six months of deferred mortgage payments. Right, and I'm looking at this and thinking, how free are some of the most creative minds we have in our population suddenly going to become? Yeah. right. Suddenly, you know, one of the biggest big, biggest killers of uh, debt uh, debt killers, mortgages, is suddenly going to be deferred. You would have a, 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 a stable stipend coming in, at least guaranteed for the next 14 weeks, government backed, right? And now you're also stuck at home, and there's a huge market opening of, of millions of people who are dealing with a similar kind of problem. I think that's a perfect storm for uh, uh, for some crazy innovation to come up.
1: I'm so excited. I'm honestly excited for the fact of what we can do as a as a society to combat every every time in human history. Whenever that we were faced with challenges as a race, that we always came back to combat it in, in new innovative ways. From all the way from the you know the pre BC era and now until until now, the last two thousand years, we've always done something to improve the ecosystems to make to make us to survive for the sake of survival and evolution, right? This is a, a new test. The you know nature is attacking us, you know, like we have something that is uh, threatening the very core of our species. And even though like we look at mortality rates low right now, and you know, um, most people out there are older, more um, uh, you know, prone to diseases and, and infections is what, who are passing away. What, that doesn't mean that the, the virus is not prone to mutate anytime soon and start creating and going after younger people as well these things can happen it can change we don't know what's going to happen so now we need to combat this we need to, we need to step back and say okay we, we can't look at our our ecosystems and the way things are and just keep it you know laissez-faire attitude we need yep. to be preemptive and start attacking back you know to this this virus and so you know Yo. what, what yeah yeah i mean
0: sorry i don't want to interrupt go ahead finish okay.
1: uh, yeah so uh, i think um, one of the things that I, we're doing right now is we are launching a Startup Fuel this global COVID-19 challenge. On Thursday last week when this you know epidemic started or pandemic started rising, I started realizing that you know on our site, on StartupFuel.com, we have a network of innovators from around the world. That's the purpose of what we're doing, like a LinkedIn-type network for entrepreneurs. But if we've got something like this, we've got more than 800 companies globally, why don't we figure out a way to incentivize them and bring them together to solve this? And so for that reason, we have actually Actually built a software to run virtual pitch competitions to run virtual innovation challenges that we've been selling in and, and you know giving to different groups and after fine-tuning it and, and doing a very good job of, of uh, disseminating global applications we said this is the time for us to step up you know for us to work with other groups like yourself and other ones around the world pull together all resources we can, get sponsors, government, corporates, whatever we can, and start funding and giving exposure to the innovations out there that are coming out from this and already pre-existing innovations that are that could be using what they've built in a way to solve these problems.
0: Right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, And that's one of, my, one of the things I'm interested in working with. Uh, we talked about last night as well. Loved, loved the initiative. Uh, thank you again for taking us on and doing this. Uh, I'm reminded almost, like, there was, a, there was a speech from 1956 where Ronald Reagan addressed the UN, and it was a very eerie one. He said something like, it's like what if I, I he like, he imagines it's like what if um, aliens came from top of, of from, up uh, from up above and threatened all of humanity? For the first time, we'll be united together under one threat, one cause, right? And for a combined survival, and all the old uh, hatreds and and problems will kind of melt away in regard of, of that fact." And in fact, like you said, nature's attacking us. We now have, we're now united by this common threat and by this commonality of our situation. So what is, what is that driving us to? And it's going to be platform is like, what we're trying to build here um, together, right? With this, ha- with this um, yeah, pitch competition you're throwing up, bringing together ideas, bringing this mar- open this marketplace. We're trying to uh, get this trend, uh, get this uh, hashtag trending, like, you know, hashtag hacking COVID-19. How are you using your resource base your knowledge base, your connections, your thoughts, your ideas, and coming together, coming together, with ideas to again hack this problem away, right? Give give solutions to where are there are problems? How to connect people in, in a wider audience? So really looking forward to uh, driving this. Uh, we were talking talking to Axel yesterday again too. He's working with a whole community that's helping uh, the people in the entertainment, the entertainment industry, dancers, performers, everyone uh, binding together to do the exact same thing. How can they get, contribute and give back and support each other in the community? Um, so really, this is really bringing a lot of people together. We're hearing a lot of fear and estimation, yes, but a lot of people are not sitting down and taking this thing quiet. Um, and so I'm, I'm really in, encouraged by uh, the fact that other people are taking on this fight as well, bringing together their own networks, and I can really commend what you're doing with Startup Fuel and this new uh, pitch competition. What's the name of this, and how can people follow along with what you're doing?
1: So it's called the the Global COVID-19 Innovation Challenge right um, I'll send you and give you a link as well where people can can find it um, it'll be on startupfuel.com so you'll see that in the pitch competition section we are now like we've got some cash prizes already committed to it we've got more prizes that are coming uh, coming through and I'm speaking to a lot more sponsors government and corporate and I'm also uh, you know spending out requests uh, through you and your networks and anybody watching out there to come back and kind of connect with me mm-hmm. regarding this we're looking at you know various types of sponsorship funding exposure uh, partners innovation networks you know Universities, accelerated programs uh, to spread the word, and also uh, judges. So we've already gotten some really high, high-ranking high um, professors in um, PhD in immunology, bacteriology on the, on, on the platform. We've got, you know, health tech entrepreneurs, uh, innovation experts, where we want more people to start reviewing these, these applications around the world and seeing which ones do we start funding and how do we start systematically giving capital to the ones that will help us, you know, basically help them help us in the end. Yeah.
0: And uh, I'm truly excited for this, Ashley, because uh, of, 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 the, of the many people I've met, you're one of the, the real globetrotters. You travel around literally meeting people. That's what, that's what you've been doing. And you told me when, uh, in our, I think, what was that, third podcast? The third Blue Mets podcast was uh, when you came on with Startup TV last year. And you talked about how you spent the last uh, few years being 1,000 people across the world trying to connect them together to build an online community. Yeah. So you've been at this for a long time, and I think this is a perfect storm, especially for what you can do there um, with your reach and network and what you've already had to have boots on the ground doing is uh, bringing people together, building a virtual community to can, who can uh, bring the ideas that are needed much to the forefront.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, 100%, like you said, I've been doing this, traveling and networking almost twice a week for the last nine years, all over the world. Like the, the amount of people I've met is in now the, the 30,000, 40,000 mark in every single oh, wow. major, major tech city globally. And like, I just keep, kept doing it initially, to figure out how to solve failure. Now it's coming to a point, now it's time to go back to every business card I got, every connection we've got and just send send the message that the startup world through us and through the United is declaring war on COVID-19. And we want to figure, bring everybody together and say, like you said, if an alien race comes to attack us, we will bind together as one human race, whether it's, you know, Canadians, Americans, uh, Chinese uh, startup companies yeah, all over Europe that are now, you know, suffering the most now in, in Europe. Everybody can come around the world and, and come together. And this is what we're pushing. And for the next few weeks, the next few months, as this gets bigger and bigger, we're just going to keep t- trying to get more sponsors and more more people to come in and, and support this. So anybody at home, if you want to share this uh, with your networks, with people, this is the way we are doing our part to try to, to solve this, so uh, we all have to come together.
0: Absolutely, and that's one of the things I'm also very interested in. Is anyone who can bring it, to, like just like we are trying to create our narrative around this. You know, I'm trying to capture the narrative with Blue, through BlueMex on what people are working on. You're trying to bring together people who can pitch these ideas together in front of qualified professionals and get validation of the validation on what to move in the market space and how to move in the market space, right? We also need people who can uh, you know bridge that portal gap and those who can fund. Uh, these cool projects and uh, people who can, you know, get receive the funding. So these kind of infrastructure needs to be built. It's like we're uh, combined. We're building this digital infrastructure online to combat the disease and the effects of the disease. And it can be done in isolation. So uh, let's let's keep this communication gap. Uh, I mean, communication line open. Um, Ash. like we're super open. Anytime you want, let's do it live. We're working with a few other companies who are, who are contributing uh, different their platforms you know, live platform to how to stream better, connect better um, with a with wider audience as well. So we'll keep you in tune about when we launch with that. And just focus on getting good information out there, good positive information out there that, you know, there is there's, there's positivity there in, in, in this time of uh, shadow that, um, you know, people who want to do great things and change the world, this is the time for you. This really
1: is. This is the time to step up, man. You're, you're right. Like you know everybody out there can talk about you know building this cool stuff, doing all these great things, uh, you know, building technology and infrastructure and all these things. But when it comes down to it, are you there to step, Are you there and ready to step up to the call? And now is the time where we all need you. We all need the innovators of the world in biotech, health tech, manufacturing, media, data, lifestyle, everything across the board, where you can give your help, you should. And you really, really should try, try everything you can to do that because we need you and the world needs you.
0: Absolutely, man. Um, thank you for your time. I know you got to get going and you just delayed a call just to be on this. Um, really like the things we talked about. Um, again, anytime you want. We're going to do a lot more of these. So Hacking COVID-19, uh, we'll be doing one live stream a day. We're going to jump to two. It's very soon. Uh, we have a few other major companies coming in. We have uh, a TDSB trustee. We're going to come on. We're going to have an MP we're talking to. Uh, before this whole vi- uh, virus broke, um, we were talking to John Tory about coming on our podcast. So um, we're going to coordinate with his office, see if he can come on live. That'd be kind of cool. How the man come awesome. on Instagram live.
1: That would be awesome. Yeah, I have a couple, a couple of contacts with him. I met him a couple of times as well. And I have his direct chief of staff as well. So yes. let me shoot me after an email. I'll, I'll make an introduction and see if perfect. we can boost him a little bit more.
0: Awesome. Love it. Perfect. All right, Startup Fuel, thank you for coming on, Ashley.
1: Awesome, thanks for everything, man. All the best, and I'm looking forward to our further collaboration together. Perfect,
0: man, me too. Take care, buddy.
1: Take care, stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe.